0: Today's guest is from Massachusetts in the United States. He is the Director of Dynamics Practice at Accelerant. He was first awarded as MVP in 2023. He's a strong background in financial supply chain and manufacturing, as well as retail. You can find links to his bio and social media, et cetera, in the show notes for this episode. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thanks, Mark. Nice to be here. Good to have you on the show. Tell me about food, family, and fun, those things you do when you're not thinking about work.
1: Let's see food. Well, uh, my belly would tell you that the food is good uh, as one would say, but uh, let's say I I love to barbecue. I mean, uh, I think I barbecue all year round. Uh, I love to travel and that obviously plays into the food in the different parts that I travel to. Um, Love anything hot. Um, I'm a pretty, as some people who know me, I'm pretty much of a, a crazy man. I love to scuba dive and skydive and, um, love to do things like, uh, uh, my next adventure is going to be, um, racing Lamborghinis. Uh, you can go to the racetracks and l- race them around at, at pretty fast pace. Um, just recently did one as a ride along, uh, in a, in a AMG Mercedes, uh, we went about 185 miles an hour. So yes, it, it sounds a little psychotic, but, um. It gets the adrenaline flowing, and uh, you know I love family, obviously, and we have fun. I love my friends, uh, good times with them all the time, and uh, obviously getting together with uh, the different people from the community when we can get get a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, how did you get into tech?
1: Wow, um, I was an accountant for about sixteen and a half, seventeen years, and uh, I, I'm aging myself when I say this word Y two K. But (laughs) uh, back in 1999, um, a lot of my mentors just basically said, you know, you should leave accounting and, you know, and stuff and operations and stuff and really go and get involved with this, the ERP software and and implement it as well as advise and consult and kind of get involved. And um, a lot of my friends said, you know, uh, a couple of them said, hey, there's this company coming to America They've been here only a few years, you know, and they called them The Vision. And I'm like, say what? And I didn't know them from a hole in the wall. So um, I knew Great Plains, McCullough, Computer Associates, all the other players in the state, in the States, as one would say. But um, I went to interview with a partner who was probably one of the top partners selling the vision at the time out of Manhattan and I went to work for them. And really, it just kickstarted the whole thing. I mean, it basically, I just went hog wild crazy. Got trained by the best—the uh, people who work for Navision, obviously, went, because it was Navision back then. So, people, some of us know in the Microsoft, uh, who are still at Microsoft in, in, in Georgia, um, got to learn from them how to implement the software. Got to learn, you know, all the tricks of the trade, as one would say. And um, and for twenty-four plus years now, going pretty much crazy doing it. Uh, I love it. I've met so many crazy people all around the world because I have traveled doing this. Um, and it's been uh, it's been a blast, and, and I think it, that's what sparked me in the early years to kind of get involved with, um, you know, c- keep spreading my wings and and just uh, helping the community out. So I think that's where I kind of why I got involved with the tech side, the ERP side, the power side now, uh, and, and obviously the CE side.
0: Yeah. So Navision back then that was a Danish company, right? Before Microsoft purchased it.
1: Yeah, back in uh, Denmark, obviously. Yeah. Um, company was owned by a few people there and um they had their Navision side and it, we, as we all have known Navision they also had you know the guard side which i think kind of came out and they created you had Navision and Exapta i guess would be the two names that came out at the time of the sale to Microsoft um and back then uh, when Microsoft bought them obviously i know a lot of the uh material or our correspondence out then was they were looking for that tier one kind of product to get it to compete in the industry they already had great Plains as we all knew um so Navision complemented great Plains to some respect, but it also was in my opinion was a better product um Exapta really jumped them into that tier one neck of the woods um which is what they were looking for and um yeah, over the years, the name has changed obviously for everybody and uh but it was pretty amazing.
0: So so did, and, and I didn't realize, but have I got this right? Did Exapta come from that same company or was it a separate um, sale? No,
1: it was the oh, uh, no. same company. Um, I did I, not realize I, that. Yeah, for me personally, and I, I would never change my mind because this is the way I feel about it, but for me, when Xapta was born, it was born from the, the backbone of, of Navision. I truly believe that the core... And the concepts, even though it was a tier one product and it was it was built differently, we all can see it looks differently. But to me, it was born out of the out of the uh, kind of like a think of it as taking somebody's uh, a part of somebody's body and using it, uh, some DNA and building Exaptor from it. So that's to me the way I see it. Because if you look at it, it kind of looks a little division-ish, but yet it it doesn't. And um, I think it grew out of it.
0: Interesting. I, I, I didn't know that that was, was the nexus of it. Now, it's interesting you call it a tier one, where I feel that great, uh, sorry, I feel that, um, um, oh my gosh, I've just forgotten the name of it. Dynamics 365, uh, BC, B, BC, oh, BC. BC. I, I feel BC now is really... It's up there from a, uh, you, you know, I, I'm seeing it in big multinational companies. Oh, yeah. Um, heck, I think we've got something like uh, 600 consultants just on BC alone in our European part of our business that work on uh, BC for multinational companies. So it's not like, you know, this kind of differentiation that AX was for the enterprise and and BC was for mid-market. I don't know if that washes anymore, that kind of storyline. I don't think so either. I mean, for me personally,
1: I don't really care if you make $25 million a year gross revenue or you make you know, $2.5 billion a year gross revenue. I, I think BC will fit perfectly in a company, depending upon the structure of the company. Are you a multinational? You know, are you you basically in multiple countries? You know, how complex are you? How far do you actually push the envelope? And don't get me wrong here. You know, I've worked at, um, with, mo- with companies that are, that are multinational in different countries. It works very easily at manufacturers or supply chain. I've, <coughs> excuse me, I'm um, in the process of working with one that's in six countries and they do a lot of distribution and some man- very light manufacturing, but they actually ship it out to the different ones. Um, I've got a com- customer who has, you know, upwards of, you know, 200 users, if 250 actually, to be exact. Um, and, you know, I think it is, it competes right up there with the tier one. You know, sometimes people come up and say, well, I'm going to go look at Oracle. I'm going to go look at, you know, SAP, you know, things like that. And I'm like, you know what? Go ahead and spend the big money. I'm sure you'll come back sooner or later because, you know, BC can fit the bill. I mean, don't get me wrong here. BC out of the box is sweet. It's got a lot of fun- features and functionality. The apps play heavily into the, depending upon the industry you're in, whether you're in food and beverage whether you're in, you know, whether you need shop floor control, whether you need, depending on what you need, the apps play perfectly into the market and really give you what you need. So to answer your question, Mark, I mean, it truly is, you know, I think it can compete right up there. I think the problem, you know, sometimes, of course, it's, I guess, the way it's portrayed. I mean, obviously, you know, for here in the States, you know, every time somebody says, you know, you know, I'm a I'm in X countries, and I've got foreign currency, and I got I mean I got to do consolidation, and on and on. You hear all the rhetoric, um. Oh, you got to go F and O. You you can't look at BC, but in reality, you can. Um, I think BC works perfectly. Like I said, there are some pretty famous companies, as you know, around the world who use business who use Nav slash Business Central. Now, whether they've upgraded, I can't answer that question. But you know, I mean, I remember Weber Grill uses, I mean, that's an international company. They they use NAV. I mean, you've got companies like Citizen Watch, they use NAV and they're, you know, multinational. Um, you know, again, it's, it, it's out there.
0: Where do you see BC really shines? Where is it? Like, is it in warehousing? Is it in GL? Where do you, you know, yes, it's strong in those, but where do you feel it really comes into its own?
1: i truly think it comes into its own
0: when it comes it,
1: it it's got a great financial background don't get me wrong and being an ex accountant i'm gonna ha- I'll, I'll be biased a little bit where it could do consolidation and everything else i think it shines perfectly and seamlessly in the manufacturing space i like it because i really truly believe whether you're a discrete manufacturer you know w- whether you're uh, whether you have you know complex routings and bombs, it still works perfectly. I think it 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 works with all the apps. And again, I'm not out of the box. It does a good job, but you have to play into the apps here because the apps complement it. And I take, I've worked with tractor trailer companies. I've worked with you know food and beverage companies that have recipes and and you know byproducts and co-products and byproducts. I've worked with people who just build you know just actuators or pumps or uh, things like that but i think it works perfectly there i don't think anything's off off the table meaning oh my god um this m- crazy manufacturer and i can't use the system you know altogether i, I don't think this pass i don't think it's it takes it off the table i think you really need to look at that software i mean i think business central can work in any space uh from a manufacturing standpoint at least that's my yeah. perception of it
0: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Tell me about what you've noticed around the Power Platform integration story with BC.
1: Oh, for me, uh, Power Platform has taken off and I love it. I think I was, it's not that I wasn't a guy who jumped on board and and waved the flag and said, woohoo, Power Platform's going crazy. Um, It took a little while for me to kind of actuate myself to it and um, understand what it really meant to the software. I see Power Platform allowing anybody who has Business Central to actually perform things they could never perform in Business Central. So let me give you an example. I mean, look, the workflows outside of Business Central, they're nice. They're good. they're, They're very basic and standard. But to me, taking the Power Platform and using that to actually do all the workflows, whether it be simple workflows for approvals, whether it be complex workflows with outside parties, um, taking notifying people for for different actions and reactions using the Power Platform, I think that's cool. Um, all these things that you can just you can't do out of the box. You need a you would need a developer programmer to write some code, write an extension, and do all of it. Just go out, go just go open up a power, you know, go to Power Platform, and just write some flows and do all that. I also like the fact that with that you can do some pretty crazy things. Like if you really needed something more complex with whether you're in quality control or whether you're in, um, so, with the, uh, manufacturing floor, whether, uh, somebody needs something and you need to notify the office, uh, in terms of part, uh, uh, inventory, inventory going, you know, notifying people of certain inventory things. Um, I'm actually intrigued by it because of the fact that, um, and I haven't really looked into this heavily, but you know, when you think of the old Kanban methodology and warehouse, yes, 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 it's yes. A, the card system. So you know that when you're when a bin or a box, let's say, empties out, you know, you, you take your card and you put it over here and somebody's gonna go buy some stuff for that little bin. And interesting enough, I'm like, I was thinking like, you know, the like a power app, you know, a power platform can really play into this because if each bin was stands on its own two feet. And with bin contents, of course you can set mins and maxes of how much having that bin, it could be its own little private Kanban. So think about it. Like when you empty out a notification goes to a planner, the planner just makes a purchase order for that one bin. It says like, hi, Mr. Planner bin 2222 is out of inventory of item XYZ go by max 50 or something like that. And it's the coolest thing when you think about that, but it. it for those who want to still be in the Kanban world, um, it would play very well. And it's a very simple thing, as you know, to learn and implement. Um, so th- that's what I love about it. I was speaking to, to, to a gentleman today who actually asked me, how can he implement Kanban in manufacturing? And I did say the easiest way to do it is with the power using power because you can notify yourself when you run out. Um, I know there's an app out there. I have heard of one. Uh, I think it's made in uh, out of Germany I think its comes from I haven't really looked at it, so I couldn't really compl- you know say one way or the other
0: interesting it's it's yeah, it just shows how powerful it, these combined technologies are um for organizations how did you how did you become an MVP? Wow um
1: funny enough um back pre covid um one of my colleagues and friends actually, I've known him for probably fifteen plus years now. Um, he worked for a partner and the partner I was working for bought them. And we were friends already. We met each at the yes, you know, conferences. We passed each other's, you know, we crossed each other's path and became friends anyway. But at the time, I was really heavy into the conferences, speaking at the conferences, helping at the conferences. And time went on and, uh, about like right before about 2019 ish, he's like, you know, he was an MVP already. He became an MVP, I think in 2016, maybe I think it was like 2016, 2017, um, AJ Ansari. And, uh, AJ says, I'm going to nominate you. You, you got to go get, become an MVP. And I, I said, okay, great. So here we are. It's the year before COVID, um, I got really busy and, uh, you know, I submitted my app stuff and obviously with COVID things were crazy at back then. So, um, my first round, um, I didn't get in. Um, I didn't know why I didn't really know the reasoning why. So AJ said, do it again and just go back and do it all over. So, um, we did it in 2022, a very late 2022. I did it, um, and I pushed it through and obviously, um, in early 2023, as you know, uh, back in February and I became an MVP. So, um, didn't take long for that to push through. I think, um, I don't know if it was the people who, uh, re- who needed to know me, you know, because, and I got to know a lot of the different Microsoft folks, obviously being at the conferences and getting, uh, still getting more involved with the speaking and the conferences and stuff. So, um, that's how I got involved. It really hasn't, um, deterred me from even getting crazier and crazier in speaking at any conference. Um, so that's the funny part.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365Guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365Guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.